Hello, caller. Welcome back to another episode of The Spiritual Gaze. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. I'm your other host, Angel. And this is our twice-monthly podcast dedicated to exploring the wide reaches of spirituality without pretending that it all makes sense. And it's a heat wave! Yeah, it is currently very hot outside. Maybe it's hot outside where you are, too. Right. It's hot inside, too, because you're looking gorgeous. Thank you. That's nice. (laughs) I feel haggard. (laughs) Well, you don't show it. That's kind. Let's introduce ourselves. I'll start. I'm Brandon Alter. I am a queer spiritual healer. I am a tarot reader and an astrologer. I teach both of these modalities as well as animist practices. I'm a writer and a performer and your husband. Who are you? I'm Angel Lopez. I am a writer. I am a film producer. I'm an astrologer, a teacher, a healer, queeler, dealer, a big old gay, and your husband. And we have a very exciting episode. It's our first ever live call-in radio show episode. Espectacular. So we opened up a Zoom room and we brought callers in one at a time and they asked us questions and we talked all things astrology and we're really excited for you to get to listen to all of that. So we're going to try to keep this top bit real short. Yeah, because uh, we're having a beautiful dose of reality today too where we invite in our favorite friend shawnee mims who joins us uh throughout the whole show as well yeah shawnee mims is a real housewives expert and so we felt like it was finally time to bring her in to the spirit room Mm -hmm. so we're just gonna do the quickest little check-in y'all and then we're just gonna give you all the goodies so how are you doing i'm doing fine actually yeah yeah, I'm ready for the fall. I'm ready for the, um, you know, the release. I'm ready for the smoothies you're about to make us because I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make some smoothies. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm just like ready for a shift. I feel like, you know, a shifting of the seasons always helps like agree with a greater internal shifting as well. And I'm just like in that space right now. I feel like a little static, a little stagnant. Um, I'm ready to like move some things forward, some of my creative projects. I'm ready to start writing some new things. So I'm getting excited about that. And yeah, just ready, ready for our retreat that's coming up next month. Super, super excited. I'm very ready for that. Yeah, we have a uh, retreat called Aligning with Your Inner Guide. That is going to be at the Kripalu Center in Massachusetts from October 28th through the 31st. And uh, you can find out all the information at our website to sign up or at the Kripalu website under Spiritual Gaze. Um, But we're also just making a great big East Coast trip out of it that I'm super excited about um, because I've... I've been missing New York City, and I'm so excited to go into the upstate yeah. of New York. We were like half-heartedly thinking about maybe doing like a little spiritual gaze meetup in New York City, but we're not sure if there's enough of you that want to even meet up with us. <laughs> so sad. It's so sad. Oh my God, you're so poor. I know, so poor. It's oh my God, so, so poor. Why are you so basic? <laughs> So if you're like, no, wait, that's not true. I live in New York City. I'd want to like hang out with y'all in Bryant Park or some other park. Let us know. 
Yeah, shout it out. Oh, and I do want to just say thank you to those who have been entering our reviews contest. Well, it's not really a contest. It's just a giveaway. Well, it's a giveaway. But, you know, that's a contest. It's a contest giveaway. Yeah, it's a contest giveaway. But thank you. We've been seeing the reviews, and um, you still have some time, so keep throwing reviews out there. Yeah, but I should clarify. We need them to be good reviews. Like, rate us five stars and say something nice about us, or else we ain't giving you a workshop. Well, people have been saying lovely things. No, I know, but I just feel like it's important. It's important just to say, like... Five stars. Five stars. Nice things. These are the the (laughs) rules for the giveaway competition. Thank you all. Uh, How are you doing? I'm hanging in there. I mean, I'm haggard because poor Noche has this terrible seasonal cough, and it's keeping us up all hours of the morning, so I haven't gotten a good night's sleep in a couple days, but neither of you. But I actually think... Somehow being so tired has actually helped my grief a little bit. Mm. <laughs> like I'm just too tired to be sad. So I feel like a little bit of relief. That's good. And I am going to go away for two weeks to the desert. And that happens at the end of this month. So I'm just like really looking forward to having that time and space carved out for myself. Yeah. Thanks past self. My future self is really excited about it. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, your present self. Haggard. Day after day. One foot in front of the other. Just a messy. All right. Without further ado, everybody, we hope you enjoy this episode as much as we enjoyed getting to do it. And we should just say it was inspired by Sandy Land, one of our favorite shows with Sandra Bernhardt. And she has that call in radio show. And so we were channeling our inner Sandy Land. Yeah. And definitely want to do it more. Yeah. So, you know. We hope you liked it because it's coming at you more often. <laughs> so get ready for this episode's Dose, Dose of, of Reality. reality. Yeah. Y'all, we have a very special guest for our dose of reality here today. She's a dream witch, she's an original gazer, and she's our good friend, Shawnee Mims, beaming in from Brooklyn. Thank you for being here for our dose of reality. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. We're so excited. I mean, when it comes to reality television, Shawnee Mims is the moment. Were you just (laughs) quoted? on a podcast about your insights i was i was i listened to this podcast called andy's girls and i write the podcaster from time to time and she does this thing called satchels of gold which are named for obviously kelly ben simone and it's when people like write in their opinions or whatever and then sometimes she'll have like a satchel spectacular and I had this opinion about Lisa Rinna, which she like ended her show with and was like really into. Well, let's get into it because Lisa Rinna is the opposite of the moment right now. So, oh my gosh, she's a hot mess moment. Or I, like, yeah, well, no, what did you say? The worst. Oh, basically, I was saying, you know, it's interesting that the last three people Lisa Rinna has really gone after have been Denise, Garcelle, and Sutton, which she actually brought all three of them in. (gasps) Remember, Sutton started off as her friend, and she's, or I assume she's brought them all in. Denise was her friend for over a decade. She's known Garcelle for 20 plus years. and And Sutton started out as her rich, kooky friend or whatever. And remember with oh, the right. tiaras and the yeah, the Dolce and Gabbana the, the Dolce, tiara. Uh-huh. And so I was saying, like maybe Lisa Rinna ha- is like kicking herself 
for bringing in these people who have like taken up her oxygen and become fan favorites and she hates them. And like, maybe she also like, maybe they're not, maybe it's like a little bit of a Bethany Frankel, Jill Zarin thing where they became popular to her on their back and then weren't appreciative enough because mm-hmm. like with Garcelle, she's like, you didn't thank me for the sauce. Like it's obviously not the sauce, you know, like, I just think she is jealous of like that she's created this monster that's like kind of pushing her out and she right. just doesn't know what to do with it. The friends she's brought on the show are eclipsing her. Are eclipsing her, which is which is actually I think I did say that. And yeah, and she doesn't. And I think also they don't just do what she said. Like they go against her. You know, it's not like they fall in line. And I think if they fell in line, it would be a different story. Do you think there's also a part of it that's because they actually know her like they knew her before the show so they can also be like more of a liability because they because Lisa Rinna's persona on the show is very carefully crafted, right? Exactly. So these are women that actually have insight into her real life that could probably blow her up. Exactly. Which to. which is kind of what Sutton did on Watch What Happens Live. Oh, right. In a, you know, mm. in a way that Lisa took, in my opinion, too deep because basically she, she was just saying, you made a big deal that Garcelle didn't thank you and you didn't thank me. Like, that's really all she said. But Lisa Rinna has, like, dragged it out to be, like, this whole thing about her taking down Harry and, like, needing receipts. And, like, all it was was the tit for, tit for tat of you need you demand a thank you, but you don't give thank yous. And it could have just been left at that, but she made it bigger. Well, that's classic Lisa Rinna, right? She can dish it out, but she can't take it. That's true. She demands everybody to own it except for herself. Yeah. Now, are Lisa and Erica the only two cancer queens on the season now? Now that I don't know. Because when interesting is, that both of them are cancers. When is Sutton's Is Sutton an Aquarius? No, no, no shade. She's a Virgo. Mm. Oh, I could see that. I just think it's interesting that the two cancer queens have like buddied up so tightly mm-hmm. and are like giving everyone else the like intense hard shell that the cancer brings. Um, I'm just curious if they have just like found some strange emotional psychic combo that has kept them (laughs) just connected now. September 20th. So I imagine that's like very last degree of Virgo. I can look, we don't have a time because that could have been the day it switched into Libra, but she feels She's Virgo with Libra tendencies or Libra with Virgo tendencies. Yeah. But probably more Virgo than Libra because those outfits really, they're just, they just don't have the taste. But you know what? (laughs) I sort of think, I have a feeling that those outfits are better in person. You know what? I could be wrong, but I feel like she, she doesn't have a stylist who is like a television person who could curate things better for how they will look on television. I think her clothes are probably in person prettier than they come off on TV. I mean, she might need to tone down a pussy bow or whatever. You know, she's always got something around her neck, but. No, that makes sense. And they're probably like full of very intricate detail that in Mm -hmm. person you're like, wow, like the craftsmanship and on TV, it just kind of gets glossed over. Okay. She is, she is a Virgo because on that year, 1971, sorry to blow up your birth year, Sutton Streck, uh, (laughs) the sun shifted into Libra on the 22nd. So she's full on like 28 degree Virgo. So there you have it. And then I don't know 
What's Dorit? Hmm. Well, that's a good question. That is a good question. Any guesses? Any guesses? No, so many no. come to mind. I was gonna say, what what's the first thing that came to your mind, Angel? First thought, best thought, as you say. Gemini. That came into mine. I know there aren't a lot of Leo queens, so I would go Libra. She's actually another cancer, July 14th. Oh. Which again explains it, right? All these cancer queens like holding together strong, like protecting mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. Creating these barricades that nobody else can penetrate. And their polarity godfather, Kyle Richards, in yep. the Capricorn seat. Yes. In the Capricorn seat. Oh, interesting. What's poor Crystal? Oh, poor Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> I What's love her. her I didn't... name? Minkoff. Can... Yeah. Kung, Kung, Kung Minkoff. Minkoff. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do we think? Give me a guess. Oh, poor, poor thing. She's wound so tight. Is she a Virgo too? Is she or is she a Capricorn? Brandon June twenty third. She's another cancer. Another cancer. Yo. Oh my gosh. There's a lot of cancers for one season. Okay. And just to round it out, what is Garcelle? Do we know Garcelle? She's a Sag. She does seem like a Sag. You know that for a fact. Yeah. Okay. That I know. I mean, she seems so Sag. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Before we switch to another franchise. Yeah. Shawnee, do you have any deets about the rumor that's going around that Lisa Rinna has been fired from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Is that true? What's the tea? I don't have any details, but I will say they have never fired anyone before a reunion. I feel like there's jokes that Dorinda was fired like in the cab ride home from that last reunion, <laughs> but like they let you get there and show out and then they decide. So I feel like they wouldn't fire her beforehand mm-hmm. unless she's gotten so out of control with the network. Like, I feel like that would be the only way she'd be fired before. And I think the reunion's supposed to be late this week. So, right. or yeah. posted racist things online that will get you fired or early. Well, yeah, but I don't even <laughs> think it would get you fired. And like, I think they would wait four days. It's Bravo. They're not like so quick to condemn a racist they would let it ride to have a good reunion right well i'm just thinking of jenny from salt lake which we know oh true she was fired but early she was, on but she was it was maybe she so was at early the reunion. she was at the reunion though right she was at the reunion so that did happen before the reunion yeah and i think that like she was even she even filmed, I think, the beginning of the next season. It came out in between. Right. Yeah. Which I thought they were going to cover her firing on the new season. I'm not that surprised was they didn't. Yeah. They're, that would be so they're weird. very good about like editing someone out. Like that that one guy from Below Deck. I don't remember which one. Like How could you? Ned or whatever. Gone. Yeah. He just was like, they just pretended they had one last deckhand like the mm-hmm. whole time. I know. So weird. Should we talk about the Real Housewives of Atlanta finale last night? We should. Did you watch it? I watched most of it. I was I was up late working, so I was a little bit in and out. But I've seen a lot of the social media coverage, so I I think I get what's going on. Well, I mean, I just want to talk about the She by Sheree fashion show. 
of course. Well, I've seen those photos. So 14 years in the making and she did it. I mean, there was a fashion show with with fashion for sure. Not those and not dreadful. And now the website has crashed because and there no was one can so buy much demand. Yeah, you can't buy it. <laughs> no, I know. She wasn't ready. I mean, it's a WordPress. She... It's a, she built it on a WordPress. Like that how is, is she not, not ready. ready. I know she wasn't ready. I just think she still didn't wasn't confident enough to think that like even after all this hype and all this buildup and we're gonna present them on the air that pe- not enough people are gonna probably show up and actually want to purchase them. I think she doesn't have the money or investors to put out. That's fair. First. But I mean, if you were, if I were Candy, I would have been like, how much do you need? Like, I, you just would have known like, yeah. that it's going to blow up. Even if they were like, you know, shirts that just said like she on them. I think, I mean, if Brooks Marks could like create an True. empire out of those tracksuits that were literally like, target tracksuits with brooks marks just like put on them and the, like, and a racing stripe i think right yeah Down and that arm. was only like after a first season yeah like sheree is an icon she's not a business icon no agreed did you see the photos comparing one of her looks to a look you can get for 7.99 on shine oh and it's no, literally the exact same it's like a it's a two-piece like jogger crop top with like the exact same like stripes and the only difference is that she put like her logo on the front oh which makes sense though because she was sourcing that stuff from everywhere so she probably was just like sourcing it from the same place that sources shine i'm sure i would think behind the scenes you would probably have to pivot to see where she was at a week out samples in alaska not done in la like i would be going down to walmart and getting a screen you know like i'd be silk screening that stuff too well if it were you you would be looming (laughs) that's true you would be (laughs) looming 24 7 you would drink coffee for the first time in your life and you would just be on a looming bender it's probably true it's true Shawnee and I have a long-term retirement goal, which is to yes. uh, co-own an alpaca sanctuary where uh, we will raise the alpacas and then Shawnee will knit beautiful things out of the alpaca fiber on the loom. Well, I guess it's you don't my... knit it, you loom it. Yes, you weave it. You weave but it. I also do knit a little. So by then, so you could do both. I, I could do both. Yeah. Is it a verb to loom or no? You weave on a loom. You don't you weave on a loom. loom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, no, that is the dream. I guess you just loom over somebody. <laughs> yes, exactly. You do. Like like the spirit of Denise looming over Lisa Rinna. Deadlines looming over Sheree. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> this, yes, good John. Oh. Well, I do think overall it was a very good season of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Very. I agree. I agree. They've come back from the brink, let's be honest. Oh, te- they were teetering. Yeah. Drew grew on me. You know what? I think they need Drew. You know, like her or not. Yeah. That cast needs her. She's that annoying little sister that keeps things interesting. You got to have her. For sure. Sonia, pop, 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 pop. Take it or leave it. Mostly leave it. Yeah, I could could leave Sonia in Jamaica. She's too full of herself for her achievements as an Olympian, but she doesn't understand that she brings nothing to the Olympics of reality television. Yes. Yes. I feel like she did. I would give her a second season just to see because I feel like she kind of was like getting her 
feet wet by the end, but I don't, I'm not like, you know, joining a fan club. I honestly, I think unless you do something racist, everybody deserves a second season. So I think that's a low bar. Yeah, that's true. Maybe not that Peggy from OC either. (laughs) Never, never needed to see again. (laughs) Yeah, I would have given even Dr. Jen from this last season of OC another season. Just even though she was just like watching paint dry when she was around, like she was ready to, to bloom. And she was getting and now they're like separated and stuff. So now it would be actually interesting. Yeah, she'd have an actual story. Yeah. And Noella, that I mean, to me that feels like That was a big mistake. Yeah. To let plucked her go, before her time. No, bi- hu- big mistake, huge. 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes, <laughs> huge. I mean, who else would have given us such an iconic crying by the river moment? I mean, that cry I think about it a lot, especially as I've been having my own crying <laughs> by all sorts of things moments. Sure. Right. Haven't cried by a river yet, though. We'll find well, you a river. Yeah. yeah, I gotta find me a river. There's still a few more months in the year. And you had a rain. You had a rain, so maybe you've got some water in a river. Yeah, that's possible. Although it was a very brief yeah. rain, <laughs> and oh, it was so quickly. hot, I think it evaporated like as soon Probably as it before hit it hit the ground. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Shawnee, we could talk Housewives with you forever, but we have to move on to see if anyone is going to call in for our call-in show. Or is it going to be a call-in show with no callers? How dreadful. <laughs> but we will definitely have you back for another dose of reality. Love it. And I think if you're down, will you just hang out with us while we bring in some gazers one at a time? I would love it. I will oh be gosh. here. Okay, amazing. Bring on the gazers. All right, so we're just going to start bringing them in. Let's do this. Hello, hello. Well, hello, caller. Taking our first caller. Welcome to the show. Hi, it's Laura Campbell, the one and only. You might you might remember Laura Campbell from their amazing spirit talk mm-hmm. last year. It's going very it well. Going? How is your calling show? Well, you're our first. You're our first caller. Yes. So we do have Shawnee in here because Shawnee joined us for a dose of reality. Amazing. Well, happy to be first. Yes. So, what, what what can we do for you today? Do you have any any questions, thoughts of wisdom to share? Nothing's off limits. Oh my goddess! Um, I de- I do have a question, but it's very specific, like astrological stuff. I mean, throw it out there. Yeah, let's try it. Out of bounds planet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. So out of bounds planets. Yeah. D- just in general? Or no, do you have something so more specific? I have, are you ready for this? Let's give it a I whirl. I have yeah. Mars and Jupiter out of bounds. Okay. And when I Googled Jupiter, I couldn't find anything about it. Um, and it also said that less than 1% of people have Jupiter out of bounds. And I was like, yay. <laughs> So out of bounds planets are actually cool. It's cool to have something out of bounds. Yeah. It, yeah. It the thing about out of bounds planets are that they they're drama queens essentially. So sometimes they're out of bounds in a really good way. I have an out of bounds moon. Okay. And sometimes they're out of bounds in a bad way. So you can ask Angel. Sometimes my moon is it cannot be dealt with. It just needs to go into a room by itself because yes. it is out of bounds. But other times, my out-of-bounds moon allows me to do things that maybe aren't possible. So I would just say, you know, your Mars out-of-bounds means that sometimes you, all of your martial abilities are, 
it's too much, it's overwrought and overworked, and it's just, it's, it's doing too much. And then other times you are multitasking in ways that people look at you and think you are just like operating in the matrix, you know? Indeed. That is very apt. Yes. It's also, con- uh, Mars is also conjunct my Uranus. So I feel like there's mm. um, moments of like pure chaotic energy and output and moment of like genius energy and output where I'm just like, oh, that's flowing. Like the way that, um, the way that I can sometimes do things in like a new or innovative way, let's say, sometimes super works and sometimes super doesn't yeah. for others. I think there's an element of like innovation with out of bounds planets too, because literally what out of bounds means is like they are not in the traditional declination, like they're not in relationship to the earth and space the way they usually are. And so to me, symbolically, I interpret that as like, oh, they are not bound literally by our expectations of them. And sometimes that's great. And sometimes that's really challenging for those of us who experience them. Yeah. Okay. What would you say about Jupiter then? That's the one I couldn't find really any information on. To me, first thing that comes to mind is kind of like a King Midas thing where it's like, be careful Mm -hmm. what you wish for because you Mm -hmm. can manifest it really quickly and it might be bigger or more than you're ready for. Okay. And it also could be that you draw in growth opportunities because that is what Jupiter's doing, but sometimes it's overwhelming. Like you're really being uh, put in situations to like sink or swim, trial by fire. That sounds, they're both, they're (laughs) both in my fifth house, Mars and Jupiter. And the Mars is in Sag, Jupiter's in Capricorn, because I just have a little smidgy of Capricorn in my fifth. Mm-hmm. And that's very apt. I do feel like most of my career has really been like, you doing this or not? You know, with the Capricorn Jupiter in creative, like I think that that's really, yeah. What do you think, Angel? What's your, I, feel like I mean, just, fun. yeah. For me, just the word that came, it was just like, oh, big experience. That's what immediately shot into my head. Like, this is a lifetime of big experience, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like everything that comes up to help you kind of live a more kind of creative life on some level. It's like, oh, my life is just a creative story that I am the protagonist of, you know, because it's all just like very large experience. And sometimes it's like being in just a gorgeous hot air balloon and seeing everything. And then sometimes it's like, you know, holding a, a large balloon that then pops in your face, you know? So, cause you, it just can't hold anything more. So to me, that's what it feels like. But then because it pops in your face. Well, yeah. When you, if you're holding a big balloon and yeah. it accidentally pops in your face, but I do think <laughs> in the fifth house, <laughs> it's then creative fodder right it's like yeah. oh shit now i have to like transmute this into something artistic i mean that's my whole life you're nailing it uh i guess i guess on track is the is the the note yeah mm-hmm. i think that's really beautiful and brendan i wanted to ask you i was thinking about you this morning i was thinking about grief work and being a death doula and all that goodness how is that you know death for me has transformed me spiritually in so many ways. And I know you've spoken about this a bit before and Angel for you too, of course, with the loss of your father and other losses we have, like, how are you finding that journey of like transmuting yourself through grief? If you want to talk about it or answer that question. It's yeah. also fun. It's no, a too I mean, it's an easy answer, which is too soon to tell. 
Like I, it's yeah. not happening yet, which is part of why I'm going to go out of town. I like rented a little cabin in the desert for like two weeks at the end of this month. So I can just like go be by myself and begin that transmutation process. Right. Yeah. Great. Love that. Yeah. And Angel, has it changed things for you? It almost does still feel too soon to tell for me too. I really feel like I'm, I don't know, still kind of crawling out of some of it. But I think I was kind of crawling out of it. And then obviously we were hit with another loss. And so it's, it kind of brought me back down. It's like I slid down the hole mm -hmm. a bit more. Yes, yes, I resonate yeah. with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's like so. compounded loss too. Like not just the death of parents of ours, but also death of the illusion of society and culture and just like everything that's been happening since that Saturn-Pluto conjunction and the onset of COVID. Like I think we're all in multiple grief states at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So I need to be like you and be able to multitask my grief, but I'm not doing a great job. <laughs> Literally right. just You're the other day, Angel was like, oh, Brandon, I just realized something about you. You can't multitask. And I was like, no, you know what? I can't. No, I think, and I don't know, there's no good or bad with either, right? Is what I would say. I think that, and also I've been afforded the time to sit, right? I've been afforded these few literal years of my life to sit in it, right? And I didn't have great... I didn't have kids to take, you know what I mean? Like I've just been very fortunate in being able to just like dive in and drown uh, and, you know, gasp for air in that space. But I think that one of the beautiful things about death work that I've really come to in the last few months, I would say, is how much every single person discusses how like unifying it is mm. and how nice it is when you meet other people who've had similar experiences totally yeah it's definitely a club that you're either a part of or you're not there's no yeah. liminal space yeah so yeah that is beautiful and i actually think this isn't what you meant to say but how unifying i think grief can be within yourself like that's where i'm unmoored right now is that like the dreams the goals the aspirations in like the wake of my mom's passing no longer feel valid and so there's this whole reprioritization that's happening within me but i don't understand it yet because i'm still on the descent so 100 yeah i think that's great positionality right like am i who who was doing this what was i doing this for what was the root of this situation i mean yeah I assume that'll be the rest of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> if we're lucky. Point. Yeah. Because new things come up and touch it, right? This is the thing about grief that no one really talks about a lot is how constant it is forever. You know, like you will be somewhere in 20 years and something will happen that hits you about this, whatever the person or moment is that will remind you and break you open again. Mm. It's always, I always think of those Japanese pots that they fill the gold in with the veins, right? Yes. Like it really is that. Totally. Yeah. I'm having a flash. I'm wondering, I've never thought about this, if Chiron's placement in a chart speaks to how you move through grief. Ooh, mm. I love that. Because where's your Chiron? 11th house in um, Gemini. Yeah. So I'm talking to the collective. Yeah. Yeah. Bingo. There you are. <laughs> Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because it wasn't, um, it is my grief that has like really shot me into the public in a different way. Totally. You know, like yeah. before it was very specific, more so around like trans and queer advocacy, I would say. And now it's just like, 
all of that still, of course, as a trans person, but I think that I'm much more interested in that conversation of grief, especially as queer people, especially as queer people. Because what do you do if you're estranged from that person? What do you do if um, right. you don't have community in the same way? And so I think about that a lot. And yeah, how that comes through astrologically, I think it's very powerful. Okay, well, I'm already taking notes about our next astrology class, Out of Bounds Ooh. and Chiron. I mean, we're already going to teach Chiron, but to bring in this grief element. Yeah, that's a good element. Laura, thank you for being here. No, thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. Always so beautiful to see your faces. Shani Mims, what a, what a delight to see your face for half a second today. <laughs> um, have fun with the rest of your call-ins. Thank Thanks. you. Here's hoping we have more. I mean, there's, a, there's at least three more people in the waiting room. <laughs> I'm sure you will have many people. Yeah. No <laughs> okay, my love. Talk right. soon. Bye, love. Bye. Shawnee, where's your Chiron? Um, my Chiron is, I just looked it up. It is <laughs> in my seventh house oh. in um, Taurus. Oh, so do you feel like any of that resonates to how you move through grief in like Taurus seventh house ways? It's it's interesting because actually this year and this November will be the 20th anniversary of my dad's passing. Mm -hmm. So it was funny when Laura said that about like, you know, how 20 years later something will happen and break you open, which is like completely accurate. Um, I don't know. I don't really know how I deal with grief because I feel like I had so much of it in the early part of my life that like I don't know I can't even tell you how I dealt with it like right. I guess I just dealt with it I think I just dealt with it by like pushing on so I don't feel like that's total Taurus energy but like I feel like I feel like I was a little more Aries about my grief at the time um but but I don't know. And I don't know, like, I think I would be completely different now than I was when I was like 23 or, you know, all that stuff. So yeah. it's hard to say. So you didn't just shop your grief away? I didn't shop my grief away. You didn't um, eat at, or fuck your grief away? No. And actually, it's funny you say that. Um, I definitely did not fuck my grief away because someone at my dad's funeral said he's always watching you and then i went on a like, right <laughs> and then i like i couldn't for the longest time i was just like gross like You're i like, dad please <laughs> please leave but Don't like <laughs> naked it's very uncomfortable <laughs> so oh so i definitely did not fuck my grief away my ex-boyfriend could tell you that for sure so oh, okay. um so no i did not shop eat or fuck my grief away i would probably yeah. do that now though Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. It's in stages. It's in stages for yeah. sure. All right. Let's bring in our next caller. Hello, hello. Is it Branwyn? Hello. Welcome to the show. Hi, yeah, Branwyn. What can we do for you? Do you have a question for us or did you just want to hang out? Um. Yeah, well, I wanted to say one thing because I went to your spirit circle. I think it was last month. Was it a mm -hmm. month ago? Yeah. So I wanted to give a little update on that. And then I did have a question. So the update from the spirit world um, journey is I had gone with a particular question in mind um, and I ended up meeting someone who said they were my grandmother. 
And it was a grandmother on my mom's side. My mom is adopted. She was a, a an infant adoption from South Korea. So we have no idea about her biological family. And this woman said she was a grandmother and that her name was Gigi. And I thought, and you know, she gave me some advice and it was just really beautiful. And I, I cried a lot. It was, it was just amazing. Um, and then just two nights ago, through uh, 23andMe Ancestry DNA, this woman reached out and it turns out that uh, this crazy connection, we found my mom's grandparents and the woman's name was Margie. Oh Gigi. I have chills <laughs> running too. up and down right? my body. Yeah. And it was like my, my sister had reached out to a bunch of people like three years ago and had never heard back. And then this woman randomly checked her 23andMe account and was like, oh, my gosh, I actually like understand your story. And I, I think that my dad, you know, who served in the Korean War, went over there and and had this love affair. And yeah, so wow, we gained this whole new insight. And grandma Gigi is is real that's so amazing do you think that maybe your connecting with her in the spirit world helped kind of prompt this situation to unfold yeah I think there's been a lot of synchronicities and my mom has just in the last month really opened up and started to wonder about her history and started to learn Korean and wow. yeah this is amazing this is so amazing I really do think that the living and the dead, it's a relationship that can continue to evolve and mm. and we affect each other in all sorts of ways that we can't even begin to understand. So, oh my goddess, that's so cool. Also just like what a like faith and belief deepening experience for you, I imagine. Yeah, I mean like Gigi just seemed like such a random name or random syllable. Like, okay, that's like, doesn't even sound Asian to me or anything like, <laughs> really? Totally. But, but you trusted it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh so gosh. I just wanted to share that and say thank you for, for holding that circle for all of us. Oh, my goddess. It's our pleasure, especially when we get to hear juicy stuff like this. <laughs> and did you have a question? Yeah. The question I wanted to ask was, um, tomorrow I'm starting a new training adventure with my dog, which sounds like fine and normal except for this is a dog with a really strong attack history i got him as a rescue we've been through a couple training programs already and i'm just very fearful hmm. of more money spent and and nothing changing and like just you know where just having more faith in our relationship and that i am doing the right thing by not giving up on on him and us and that there's potential there still because this is it's you know expensive and it's a lot of commuting time on my part to to be going on this journey with him again yeah, yeah. okay well first and foremost just so you know noche has been asleep in the corner this whole time and he just perked up when you started talking about your dog <laughs> like truly just like turned around <laughs> in a circle and is now like staring at us so but i want to pull a card for you and see so I'm just asking for one card for guidance, just to kind of help you with this situation. What do you need to know entering into that tomorrow? Mm, the Six of Cups reversed. So Six of Cups is all about healing. It's an expansion of the heart. And the reversal would be like, it's healing coming in in ways that you can't even imagine. And I would just say, what's your dog's name? Brody. Okay, it's not just about Brody. It's also about you. Mm -hmm. And the reason why Brody's in your life is because there's something 
in your own childhood or your own past that working with this energy is going to heal in you. So I would just say like, it's not going to be a waste of time, money or resources because it's not just about how we facilitate a change in Brody. It's about what this is all facilitating in you. And if you approach it from that perspective, it's going to be incredible for you. Oh my gosh. That just hit so deeply. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah. That, that helps take the pressure off of like trying to change Brody or like trying to see something there. Like no matter what this is, this is for both of us. Yeah, yeah for sure. Thank you. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we wish you so much luck with that journey. I hope it does go smoothly at least, you know, you know, tangibly for Brody, <laughs> but you can get some tangible change there. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay. I'll pop out so that more people can experience. Last suggestion though, mm-hmm. take a, take a spirit trip mm. to connect with the spirit of Brody huh? and ask the spirit of Brody permission to understand more about where these issues are coming from or what they need. Yeah. Because if you can work with the spirit of Brody in the invisible world, you might be able to mm. kind of help whatever's happening in ordinary reality. And clearly you have a gift for it. So I would just say run with it and see see what you get. Ooh. Okay, that's a great idea. I will do that this evening. Yeah. Thank you. Amazing. You're so <laughs> Bye. welcome. Bye. Bye. Okay. This is so fun. I'm so glad we're doing this. I know, such a sweetheart. All right, should we bring somebody else in? Let's keep it going. Hello, caller, you're on the air. <laughs> oh my gosh, welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. We have resident dream witch Shawnee Mims just hanging out, taking calls with yeah. us here today. So <laughs> that's, that's why you see her. Hi, Denton. Hi, so good to see you. You too. We miss you, girl. What's new? What's happening? Give us a life update. Oh, um, lots of things are happening. New job, which is great, but intense. Um, so I'm just in an intense time right now. I have Great Fest coming up, which is the largest wine festival in the Southwest in two weeks that I'm running. And then black tie dinner is the weekend after which I'm program chair on the board. So, wow. Okay. So next year we want to be at wine fest. (laughs) So yeah, just going to plant that little seed right there. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Brandon, the way Brandon, the intensity with which Brandon looked at me when we were talking about wine fest in the South. I want to go to the greatest. I mean, these are things I love wine and the Southwest. I mean, put them together. I'll just be dancing in the fields. Um, do you have a question for us, Denton, or did you just want to, you know, gossip? Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm always down to catch up and kiki, but yeah, I love, I love a question. Yeah, go for it. What's something that I need to know, like right now, from spirit or my That's higher self? Just like open portal messages here. Mm-hmm. Checking your spiritual voicemail. Because <laughs> oftentimes, girl, that mailbox is full. You know, they're like, we're trying. <laughs> But you got to delete some of these messages. Right. All right. Let's see here. The hanged one reversed is the message from spirit. The hanged one reversed. What's interesting about the hanged one reversed is that they're right side up, you know, like they're not upside down anymore. So I'm wondering, are there places in your life where you are resisting, like being inverted or turned upside down? Are you like resisting 
a certain flow of things because you're trying to keep your balance when really spirit's saying like, no, no, we're trying to take you off balance for a really good reason. So I would say try not to put up such a fight when things are falling down all around you. Let yourself fall down too. Okay. How would you, how would you interpret that? The hanged one reversed. Um, well, that's not always easy. I would say it's just letting, letting go and letting the process flow how it's supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. The reversal feels like we're resisting going with the flow. And especially as somebody who's so busy with like two events on the horizon, you might just have to like surrender to being super stressed for a couple of weeks. You might have to surrender to like, you know, things aren't going to go perfectly, but what you can do is just like keep it attuning to how these things want to come together in ways that maybe are like more surprising than you could have planned right yeah that's what i would say it's like where in all of this are we not letting go you know are there certain things that we're holding on to of like no i'm gonna make that happen and it's like actually maybe it doesn't need to happen like focus the energy somewhere else yeah, yeah. the hang on such a hard card especially for us who are addicted to control you know even if like we're like go with the flow sort of people, like all of us human beings, I think are are addicted to control in one way or another. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely, but there, I and I thank you for the lovely reminder that there is beauty and power in letting go, even if we don't always think that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why there's a lot of pop songs about it. <laughs> True. <laughs> put together put together your learning to let go playlist. Oh, I like that. And share it with us. And we'll share it with the gazers. And perfect for coming into fall, right? So oh, true. Completely. Those leaves be letting go. Thanks for reading me for Phil. Letting me have it. Oh, honey. <laughs> Thank the spirits. Thank you. I will. It's gonna be fantastic. And so grateful to y'all for what y'all are doing. And um y'all are blessed for providing such service to the community. So thank you. Oh, thank Thanks, you. Bye, babe. Kisses. Always lovely to connect with Denton. All right, we're going to bring in our next caller. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi. We have Gazer Lindsay calling in from the Bay Area, right? Yes, we're at the high of 114 degrees today. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Breaking records, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah Not the kind of records I want to break, but yeah. That's crazy. 114. We're only at, what are we at today? Like 103? Yeah. We were 104.5 yesterday, but today and tomorrow are just like off the charts. Oh my God, is no, we're just we're just a cool, breezy 99. We're not oh, even in triple digits, yes. honey. Yeah. We're cooling down now. <laughs> we, we sent you what we had, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> well, what can we do for you? Do you have a question? Did you just like want to gossip? I mean, we did a whole dose of reality here with Shawnee Mims, which is why she's still in the room here. So should I assume that means that you watched the Atlanta finale last we night? We did. Yes. Of course. Okay. Who teared up at the very last scene? I we did. were all so emotional. 14 years yeah. in the making. I know. I was so happy for her. Even though you know yeah, the, the website crashed. crashed. <laughs> we just yes. said that at the same time. <laughs> Because we all went on. I was like, you know what? I'd buy that cute little blue jumpsuit that that man. I wearing. had already seen on Twitter that it had crashed from the East Coast airing before I even watched it. So I didn't even try. Yeah, but. I know. So she wasn't ready. Unfortunately, she wasn't ready for the success. Well, she's got the whole warehouse. So it's there. Supposedly. I know she's gonna figure it out. 
Yeah. You know what? I want her to have a Lisa Rinna QVC moment. Like I want <gasps> she by Sheree selling. Mm-hmm. I think it would be yes. so fun to watch. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I want that her to, to dethrone Lisa Rinna as the oh, new yeah. QVC queen. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm done with Rena. Yeah, I know. Isn't also... Garcelle going to do that with her home stuff? I feel like she's mm. been going on, or maybe HSN she was going on. I know she was doing something with her home stuff. Shawnee Mims, do you have any tea about this? I don't. I don't really. Although, I don't know. I think that Lisa Rinna has bigger mass appeal on a QVC and an HSN than Sheree and Garcelle, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Got That's it. disappointing, but you're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we got to change well, it. We can change she that. She Sheree for QVC Press. Okay. Besides the novelty, <laughs> do you want to buy any of Sheree's pieces? 100%. Okay. Yeah, there was that, that blue thing that that guy was wearing. I was into it. The sparkly like gold track pants okay. that the shirtless guy was wearing. I would rock those. There was a couple that had potential that weren't like too out there for... Yeah. Yeah. my comfort in a <laughs> yeah i'm not getting anything with a sheer ass <laughs> right i'll pass on those um but yeah i don't know yeah so i guess i have a sort of question yeah um the chaos is raining down over here in the last three weeks like like big life chaos all around um my uncle passed away somebody else in my life just got another serious diagnosis that should be okay but you know is serious and is surgery and all the things and my sister's about to have her first baby and my work is about to totally change and it's just like one huge thing after the next and a bunch of stuff going on with my daughter at school and so I'm just trying to make it through every day yeah you can't get so, break yeah i just you know there's some hope on the horizon in terms of timeline you know in the next two months some of those things will have changed um presumably for the better there's good reason to think for the better but it's just a lot right now and I'm just kind of like how do we get through each day right now because I can't think about the bigger picture because it is just too enormous right now well you're not alone I'm sure the three of us in the Zoom room would all agree to feeling overwhelmed in different ways. So I think that's just part of the invitation of these stupid times that we all signed up to be here for. Yeah. Definitely. Although my Virgo precision is going to just interrupt and say there's four of us in the Zoom room. Right. I don't want anyone to get excluded. I, I think what I meant to say is like the three of us and you. (laughs) <laughs> three squares i just refer to angel and i as one person now yeah well why don't i pull a card and see yeah. if see if the spirits have anything they want to offer to you in the midst of i would love that thank you and if you give me that 10 of wands i'm Girl, telling you i say like one of these problems is not your problem no it's the six of wands reversed <laughs> okay so i would just say when it feels like life is a bit of a dumpster fire i think you have to cordon off certain parts of the dumpster and just be like this part we're gonna just let it burn this is the part i can do something about mm-hmm. and that's the grace that the six of wands kinds of shows us and of course you want to fix everything but you can't yeah so i think there's a bit of like reprioritizing like what can be taken care of without you right can't be taken care of with you yeah and what is most important for you to tend 
Mm-hmm. And I think that will help with some of the overwhelm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. There's definitely multiple of those things that I have no control over whatsoever. Um, but at least one that I do. So start there. Yeah. Start there. Even though, isn't it so funny, like how seductive the ones that we have no power over tend to be in terms of like our obsessing mm-hmm. about <laughs> it's like, let yeah. me give all of my course, energy yeah. to this one thing that yeah. I can do nothing about. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I've been giving all of my energy to when is this surgery date going to be, which incidentally, you know, requires three different doctors to coordinate their schedules. And um, it's so strange that I have no control over that. Um, So that's where I've been channeling all my impatience and frustration. But um, there's actually a lot I can do regarding to my daughter's school stuff. So that will be a good place to channel my focus. Good. Yeah. And give it up. Give up the surgery date to the goddess and let her put it in the perfect place on the calendar. You know, I didn't say anything, but the date was tentatively scheduled for the ninth. And the person who's getting the surgery is not so much for astrology, but I was like, the day Mercury goes retrograde and hours before the full moon, that feels like a really not the right day. We wouldn't recommend and so I'm annoyed it. that it got pushed back, but I'm also kind of like, let's not be that day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. you know, there's a, sometimes you know, we just, yeah. and everything. sometimes we just have to trust like it's all happening for us. It's not happening against yeah. us, even though it feels that way sometimes. It's a yeah. good reminder for me too. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for popping in and thanks for yeah, waiting to pop so in. Fun. We're so glad we got totally. to spend a moment with you. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Stay have cool. A... Drink lots of water. I'm heading over to the pool right now. Okay, Keep perfect. refreshing the She by Sheree browser. <laughs> I will. Yes. Likewise. All right. Bye, love. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone. You know, I was thinking about it when we were talking to Lindsay about um, chaos and how the North Node and Uranus have been conjunct or were conjunct. I mean, they're starting to separate a little, but it did make me wonder if, like, that has sort of unleashed like a portal of chaos among, <laughs> like, uh, on the collective a little bit. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just like everyone's kind of going through this like intense kind of shocking change in their lives. Um, But it feels like particularly in the last like couple months since those two started to get close to each other, that everyone is collectively in this like, what's happening roller coaster? Yeah, it's a strung out summer. (laughs) All right. Shall we bring in our next caller? Hello. Hello. Hello, caller. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Hey, guys. Hi, Julie. Hi. How are you doing? You look gorgeous. Well, thank you. I'm a little no makeup, but, you know, we be natural. I love it. Same here. Natural beauty. I'm also not wearing makeup today. So are you doing everyone separate? Yes. Shawnee Mims is just here because we brought her in for a dose of reality, and we asked her just to stay on. Okay, cool. Hi, Shawnee. I thought we were like all going to be in a group. No, no, we're doing it one at a time, like like Sandra Bernhardt's okay. call and radio show. Okay, yeah. perfect. So, uh, do you have a question, or did you just want to gossip or hang out? <laughs> um, well, I really miss you, so oh. you know, of course, first of all, just like to see your faces. But I've been spending. I'll actually tell you, I've been spending a lot of time uh, traveling the last three weeks, and I listened to a bunch of your podcasts again and my daughter was traveling with me and so we listened to a few together and it was interesting (laughs) so sharing this part of my life with um 
my daughter. How, how'd she take it? Um, I think um, she's ready to get a her her astro chart done, and I was like, which one of them would you like? Ew. And she was she wanted her first reading with Angel. Oh, it's a good okay. soft place to land. I think their energies will blend well. I love this. Well, I can't wait to hear the update. But, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, well, the only question I have one question, which is kind of, you know, I have I feel like I've been kind of shut down emotionally. Uh, I have really good friends and I like enjoy, you know, the support and back and forth with all these people in my life. But it's like, you know, short doses. And I'm just wondering if I sh if this is a good time for me to try and open myself up more to like be emotionally available. Uh, should maybe a romantic partner arise or be available and or, you know, the op the alternative is to really just lean into like my business which i'm working on and um you know just the stuff that's working in my life and routines and things like that so i guess i haven't felt the need so much to be emotionally attached so i'm just wondering if like am i shut down and trying you know is am i just shutting down because do you know what i'm saying 100 percent. and i think even before okay. i pull a card for you just the fact that you're asking this question is the answer to the question mm. yes the time is ready, you know, because just being cognizant of am I ready to emotionally open up is something inside you saying you are emotionally ready to be opening up. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think I've been become more aware only recently of how shut down I was. Yeah. Mm. So I'm still kind of processing, like, what does that mean? Well, and, you so. know, I don't think it's good to judge ourselves because sometimes we have to be emotionally shut down because we just literally don't have the resources to handle everything that's coming our way and so it's survival mode and there's nothing wrong with that but mm -hmm. let's see let's see what the let's see what the tarot has to say about that okay about calling it in i'm only calling in the good so this is the eight of pentacles which for me is indicating that we can sometimes compartmentalize like this is my love life this is my work life. This is me as a mom, but it's all your work in the world. And I think that when you actually allow yourself to not be some, so compartmentalized, what you are exploring in terms of emotionally open, opening up or you know dating or things of that nature actually informs the art and that informs the parenting. And so this is like an evolution of your world wanting to expand. So I would say, I think it is time in ways that feel safe to just like start putting yourself mm -hmm. out there. Even if it's just like saying to the goddess, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that's, that's good. That's helpful. Yeah, because it doesn't have to be all or nothing, and, you know? They, they don't, they, they don't think that um, this is like just adding more complication to my life when I should be focusing on my business and expanding as an artist and being seen in the world, you know, as an artist and so on. No, I don't, I don't think so because while it might make things a little bit more complicated, what it also might bring in are some missing pieces to help solve those other parts of the puzzle. I mean, and let's be real, like, isn't all the great art created from some sort of emotional compulsion in the first place, right? Like, all the songs we love, they're songs that are about love. You know, all of the books that we read, you know, th there's an emotional component to all of this. So I think even the business itself will be helped by this branching out. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm going to trust you on it. Well, trust the cards. Don't trust me. <laughs> if the advice, if the advice works, you can thank me. If it doesn't work, take it up with the spirits. <laughs> okay. I get that. I got, I got that. I won't hold you accountable. All right. <laughs> oh, Julie. So good to see you. Likewise. Yeah. So, um, we'll be in touch. Are, are we going to have another, um, tarot class soon i don't think there's going to be a tarot class this year we might be able to squeeze in the beginning of an astrology class mm -hmm. this year we're thinking maybe like start it at the end of the year and then take a couple weeks off and then like resume it at the beginning of next year because that oh cool yeah but i think so like december january something like that yeah we haven't sat down with the with the calendar yet but we definitely feel we definitely feel compelled okay. so yeah well i'm gonna have to miss kripalu but you know well, maybe we'll see you back in the desert. Yeah, in May. Back or, in the desert. In hopefully. May or June. Yeah. I sure hope so. I sure hope All so. All right, love. Yeah. It's so good to see you, honey. Okay, Mwah. it's a plan. It's a plan. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, likewise. Bye. Hello, hello, caller. Hello, hello. caller. Hi, guys. <laughs> Welcome to the Hi. show. Thank you so much. Thanks for your patience in the waiting room. You're welcome. You're welcome. We're so happy to have you here. I just picked up my book from the library, the one you recommended. Uh, what's Monsters? Something Monsters? Ordinary Monsters by J. I didn't realize it was a. I didn't realize it was a tome, Sophia. Yeah. I picked that book up from the library, and I was like, "Is this a thousand pages?" <laughs> yeah, it's a brick. It's a brick, but it's definitely worth a read if you like Mary Shelley and or Bram Stoker. It's just amazing. It's just amazing. So. I actually recently discovered that Pamela Coleman Smith, the artist of the Rider Waite Smith Tarot, was very friendly with Bram Stoker. Hey. They ran in similar circles, which is very strange to think of. Actually, that makes sense. It, All right. I don't know why, but I can see that. That makes sense to me. Like what Bram Stoker was interested in and like the esoteric, uh, just that, that, yeah, that links in my mind. I okay. wouldn't have thought of it, but it, it links. To All right. Well, as I read this book, I'm going to just imagine where Pamela just like pops in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, just think of the art that she would create around it. Oh my mm. goddess. I know it'd be so amazing. Yeah. Um, so I do have a question. Yes. Uh, lay it on us. For the Mars retrograde, the upcoming Mars retrograde, could you speak to the specificity of how it might show up in people's lives? given the house that it's in and I very specifically want to know about the eighth house because that's my that's my placement my Gemini placement yeah that's a great question I'm gonna let Angel yeah I mean to me it feels like just in general you know the the Mars retrograde any sort of retrograde is a time to slow down and take stock right and when you're slowing down from a Mars perspective it feels like it's an opportunity for us not to just like not do anything, but to also, I think on some level, like to really like process really that area. And we may find that we're already starting to make moves in that area of our life. Um, but then we have to, you know, utilize this opportunity to, to really integrate some of the, you know, the processing into it. So when we're then like boiling that down into like an eighth house perspective, I mean, look, the the first place i go to with that is because we're in talking gemini here is the psychology right like the depth of psychology that lives in the eighth house for us um on some level we may find ourselves 
in experiences or, you know, surrounded by people who are triggering that on some level are giving us an opportunity to process some of the deeper psychology that we maybe have an awareness around, but haven't necessarily moved through. And, you know, when I say the psychology, I'm not just talking about like, you know, the deep childhood wounds or what have you. I mean, it, it can be, but even more so, I feel like it's what have those wounds created for us now? You know, like, do we have a lack of confidence now in certain things, for example? So the idea to me of like using this as an opportunity to process some of that, you know, lack of confidence or whatever it is for anyone um, who's experienced it in the eighth house um, that they're currently moving through psychologically, it's learning how to find ways to integrate some of that into your life so that you can move forward um, in a stronger way once the direct occurs. I don't know what else comes to mind for you. No, that all makes a lot of sense. The word that's coming up, and this isn't the right word, but there's something about like re-traumatize. Not that you're going to be re-traumatized with Mars retrograde in the eighth house, but it is bringing up these things in ways that will help you look at them from your like grown-up self. So like when we're kids or when, when we're younger, things happen to us that get stuck in us. And we look at them through the lens of who we were at that time. But if you can start to look at those things from your vantage now, you might recontextualize and be able just to heal their impact as they come up again in different ways. So because it's eighth house, it's going to be deep. It's going to be real. You're going to be working with your shame and your sexuality and your shadow bits. And it's also that you can figure out a new way to talk about and think about them as it's Gemini and how to take action because of them. So like if you are feeling like you can't take action because of these certain eighth house dark places, then the Mars retrograde is going to be really useful because it's going to help you find your motivation within that realm. Yeah. So it sort of sounds like since we, like you were talking about the lens that we walk around, that we see the world through, um, assumptions that we have internalized or ways that we view the world based on what happened to us when we were, you know, how we grew up or things that those assumptions, there are assumptions that are not necessarily true. And so it may be a massive perspective shift, shifting yeah, time Bingo, from the bottom up. Yeah. Like what's actually true, what's not, and what really doesn't serve. Yeah, and what we right. know about you, Sophia, just personally, is that you are a writer, and so to have Gemini occupying, because Gemini is the sign of the writer, occupying that eighth house, like, I think all of your writing and rewriting over these next, you know, however many months is really going to help you be a place for a lot of this work to happen. Yeah, the draft that I'm working on is going to take a major turn. I'm just now seeing that. Yeah, because even just thinking about Gemini, too, as the community, right, like, this is like a call for you to share some of your shadow with the community too yeah. and pushing yourself to do that in creative ways. Yeah. And Gemini, like as your like your neighborhood, like your immediate community, it's not like the Aquarius world community. It's like, who's right there where you're at, you know? Yeah. Well, that sounds exciting. Yeah. Keep us posted. I will. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye love. Bye. Hey, here we go. Final caller. All right, welcoming our next caller onto the show. 
Can you hear me? We can hear you, Taylor Shirley. Oh my God! Welcome to Amazing. the show. Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. I just had some Starbucks, so we're feeling refreshed. We're feeling good. We're feeling great. We're feeling caffeinated and fancy free. Yes, exactly. I have an iced coffee waiting for me in the fridge, but it's probably going to be too late in the day to drink it, honestly, now. Uh, I feel that. Yeah, you're going to be up all night shaking, shaking with them hands. Yeah. <laughs> giving giving angel jazz hands that sounds fun that sounds fun yeah that's 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 what i give angel late at night is jazz hands oh hey oh spiritual gaze after dark (laughs) (laughs) okay so give me the rundown of how this works Uh, this works in that we're living our sandra bernhardt sandyland fantasy where you have just called in and you get to talk to us about anything ask us anything we can pull a card for you. We can just wow. shoot the shit. Just, you know, however you want to play it. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, well, I haven't gotten a reading from either of you in a minute, so a card would be would be a cool move. And then the question I had in mind for each of you is that if you had mm. one superpower, yeah. what would you oh have? You, yeah. you marinate with that. For a moment and draw my. I'm gonna card. let my subconscious marinate while my conscious mind pulls. There you go. There you go. Knight of Cups reversed. Knight of Cups reversed. So spirit saying like, where are you running from? What you need to stand still around. Ooh. Like your heart can't be a moving target. Oh. It's got to be. It's got to be still so things can land and you can process. And also, we know that the Knight of Cups is you are a place where things move through things heal, things transform. But if you aren't the place, if you're running from place to place, you're just prolonging mm-hmm. whatever that healing transformation mm-hmm. is. Ooh, leave me for self, bitch. So no more caffeine, okay? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not gonna... It's got me running. It's got I me know. running. I know. It's got me running too, let me tell you. <laughs> running to the bathroom, honey. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I love what you, what was that you said? The heart is not a moving target. I guess that is what I just said. Yeah. Dang. That, that that hits. That definitely hits. Is that a t-shirt? Is that a spiritual gaze rebrand t-shirt? The heart is not a moving target. I I think that is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, it has to like be over Mm. the heart too. Like the text. Yeah. Maybe like in the shape of a heart. Like you can like sculpt the text to like fit into a heart. I could probably figure that out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah, but I would just say try to carve out a little bit of time, even if it's like, okay, I'm going to set a timer for 20 minutes and I'm just going to sit here without distraction. I'm going to put my hands on my heart and just see what wants to come through and what wants to come up. And then after those 20 minutes are up, I will return to moving around from place to place. Okay. Yeah. You got me, girl. (laughs) 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 Look, it's hard to sit still in all of these things sometimes, particularly emotional things. So, hello. Yeah, it's relatable. My, even though technically I am moving through space time, uh, my sitting still lately has been very long drives. Okay. That is, that is, my my space for that. That is definitely a sitting still. 
I like that. Usually I just sit with like music off. Sometimes play something instrumental in the background. Sometimes will not. But yeah, that's that's my, my quiet me time. There is something about moving through space time, but you're sitting still in a car that does allow for like good processing to happen. Yeah. It also like takes you out of your ordinary location with all of its like resistance and reinforcing beliefs and things you're just kind of like oh i'm on the open road and anything's possible so exactly yeah true that, true that. shawnee mims are you meditating on what your superpower would be oh you know shawnee mims with y'all right now i am hi taylor how are you hi, hi. i'm doing wonderful how are you i'm good good to see you I'm so happy to see you. I didn't even, I didn't scroll to the right. I was, I was like, I was hiding. This phantom voice beautifully <laughs> coming into my ears right now. Um, super, well, I think my superpower, I feel like it's dumb, but I would really like to get from place to place in a moment because that mm. is not Ooh. my strong suit in life. And that would, I feel like that would just make my life work so much better. It's basic and it's, it just, I just think it's a fit, it would be more efficient for me. I have, you know, punctuality issues. Yeah, but I love the idea of being able to teleport. Now, Taylor, if Shawnee has teleportation powers and she like is holding my hand, do I also get to teleport with her or no? Yes. Wow. Yes. Shawnee, please choose okay. that. Choose that that's, one. Yeah. that's what I choose. Okay. Now, Brandon, Angel, what are your superpowers? I think I have mine actually. Oh, go. I think I would like the superpower to be able to communicate with anything. Ooh. Now, now I know okay. that like I can communicate with anything from like a spiritual perspective, but like I want to be yeah. able to have intelligent verbal conversation with anything from noche to a tree to a cloud to a garment to a planet like i want to be able to converse with anything and everything in the universe i feel like noche would talk back a lot oh yeah I mean, he already does he's just like why <laughs> aren't you all understanding me Fair. Right. it's yeah. very frustrating for me with your limited capacities i don't know I don't know if there's a word for that superpower, but I'm going to call it verbokinesis. Yes, verbokinesis. I love that. (laughs) Angel, what is yours? I don't know. I'm trying to like distill it down, but I feel like I want, I don't know. I guess I get, I guess the best way to just like say it would be like a literal healing touch. Ooh. Very Dungeons and Dragons. I love that. Is that what that is? <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is yeah. a power in Dungeons and Dragons. Is it? Like spiritually healing touch or literal, literal. healing literal, touch? Literal, yeah. Or both? Yeah, I'd like to okay. offer literal healing. Someone has a gunshot wound and you just lay your hand on it and it's... Exactly. You would probably be murdered, though. Truly. I was just thinking about how much terrible backlash you would get from that power it would that would be terrible i do it in secret yes you that's the only way i'd have a suit i'd be a superhero i'd show up and like you know i'd have you'd have to wear a mask and my latex maybe a cape yeah maybe a latex panties (laughs) 
some hosiery. There we go. And I literally think your name would be the healing touch. Oh. Yeah. It's the healing touch. Period. How do you feel about that, Angel? Do you feel I'm like sit, that I'm gonna sit with that? Angel doesn't like it. He doesn't Angel's, like it. Angel's not. Angel's He's not, not about it. He was like, "That is the well, worst look, I, name I have ever heard in my life." No, <laughs> I mean, there's something kind of like weekendish to it, right? Like, you know, like the weekend, the healing touch. Like, I get it. I'd have to yeah. maybe like take out the vowels and touch, like T C H. Uh -huh. But then that would maybe also be the healing teach. People be the like, healing hey, teach. teach, and I'd be like, "No, it's touch." I don't. Know. I guess that we're gonna work on it. Yeah. You could take the eye out of healing. Healing. <laughs> no, heal, healing. Heal, 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 healing. Healing. Well, this is devolved. <laughs> 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 what if I called myself Mr. Sweetfinger? No, you can't do that. Oh You'll get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh my God, it's don't Mr. Sweetfinger. anywhere near a school <laughs> with that name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to help the children. No, that's okay. the that's the villain, Mr. Sweetfingers, yeah. that the healing touch is always fighting against. Yeah, that's the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde evil totally. alternate persona. Right. Yeah. That's my like Fire Island persona. <laughs> I'm very Not Fire Island. <laughs> All right. Well, this has gone on for almost two hours now. So I don't know. I don't know how to turn this into a, an episode that people will listen to. But <laughs> that's my problem for another day. Oh, they'll listen. <laughs> they will listen. And if you are still listening, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you so very, very much. Well, thank you very, very much, honey, for joining us today. Oh, of course. I'm happy to do it. Happy to see all of your wonderful, beautiful faces. Oh, we're happy to see you too, honey. All right, we'll take care. Stay cool out there. All right, I'll do my best. It's hot as shit in Texas right now. I yeah. believe it. It's hot as shit everywhere, except for like oh. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, not in Brooklyn. Except for Brooklyn and San Francisco, apparently. No, San Francisco is like 114 degrees. Oh, shit. Is it really right yeah. now? Damn, I won at the right time. All love right, you. loves. Take care. Bye. Bye, honey. Love Bye. All right. Well, those are all of our callers that we had today. I think we did have some people who maybe had to drop off and leave, so we didn't get to everybody, unfortunately. But if when we do this again, we'll try our best to get to more people. I think we should do this again. I think this was pretty successful, actually. I enjoyed myself. Shawnee, did you enjoy yourself? Obviously. <laughs> when am I... When am I not with the two of you not enjoying myself? Or wait, I don't know. Too many negatives, but all positive. <laughs> we get it. Thank you. Uh, the question is, did you listen or enjoy yourself? So if you didn't, we're sorry. And if you did, you're welcome. And we're just going to pull a card for you, listener, right now. Mm -hmm. Our final tarot card of the episode. Don't think we forgot. We didn't forget. This is for you. So just take a moment. And just trusting this message will resonate no matter the future place or time to which you listen to this episode. This card will help you wherever you are, giving you exactly what you need. And it is the High Priestess reversed. So the High Priestess reversed says, stop not trusting your intuition. The High Priestess reversed is our resistance to the invisible. So whatever you're trying to fix, heal, achieve in your life see if you can bring in a little bit 
of the esoteric, a little bit more magic and witchcraft and spirituality, and see how you can add that to the recipe of your hard work and your determination and your control, but, but throw in a little bit of that high priestess and see how things get a little bit better. Because we all are psychic, we all have intuitive abilities, but when the high priestess is reversed, it means that we are not giving ourselves permission to really use that muscle. So wherever you are, start to work out at the gym of intuition so that muscle gets big and strong because it'll help you wherever you are. Here, here. I love that. I'm going to go to the gym of intuition every day this week. See what happens. What about you, Shani? Are you going to go to the gym of intuition? I mean, it sounds like the best gym out there. I mean, it certainly doesn't require any sort of physical exertion. And no creeps. That's true. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. Well, if you're still here, congratulations. <laughs> we are so it. grateful for you. Um, as always, you can find everything about The Spiritual Gaze at our website, www.thespiritualgaze.com. We've got our retreat coming up at the end of October at the Kripalu Retreat Center in the Berkshires. And you can find us at uh, Spiritual Gaze on Twitter, The Spiritual Gaze, spelled correctly on Instagram. There's still a scammer or two lurking out there. Mm -hmm. And until next time, this has been your transit through... The Spiritual Game.